Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Wow. Welcome to the basement, guys. Just get in here. You will not believe what I just saw. We are recording this right now two and a half minutes after the end of the Raiders game. (laughs) Wow! My reaction is so raw. I can't believe I just watched. Today in the NFL, the Chargers won, the Bengals won, the Eagles won, the Saints won, the Lions, the Steelers, the Jaguars, the Chiefs, the Broncos, and... Of all the things that happened this weekend, history this weekend, things that we're going to be talking about in 10, 20, maybe 30, maybe 50 years, I don't know. But the craziest thing that I saw this weekend was not even the Colts blowing a 33 to nothing lead or the Vikings coming back from a 33 to nothing lead for the biggest comeback in NFL history or the Bills over the Dolphins in the snow or really anything else. What if I told you that the craziest thing I've seen all season was a pass and a catch from <laughs> Patriots wide receiver Jacoby Myers and Raiders pass rusher Chandler Jones. That's the craziest thing these eyes have seen in the 2022 season. This just happened. I can't believe it. And yet I can believe it in a, in a way. Listen, I've said this for years the Raiders just beat the Patriots in walk-off fashion in the last play of regulation. I've said it for years. Those stupid lateral plays are, are the most pathetic, bottom-scraping, tomfoolery, nonsense, BS, idiocy that we get thrown on the field for us every single week. The Stanford band play, some announcer always references the band is on the field. The, I don't know what they're doing now, the linemen's got it. Oh, my God. It's it's so pathetic and so indignified. I almost wish they would outlaw it in the NFL. It's so beneath the quality of play, the level of athletes, the stature of the NFL. It's high school, college BS. And the problem is that about once every 10 or 15 years, somebody actually pulls it off, whether it's Kenyon Drake and the Miami Miracle against the Patriots or it's John Carney missing the extra point for the Saints after they do it. And then so you keep doing it because never... But we ain't never seen one like this. I got to get right to this, guys. Third place on the podium, it should probably be first place for the entire season, is Chandler Jones of the Las Vegas Raiders who caught that thing. If you didn't see it, this, this is why this is so unacceptable. This is why this is so ridiculous. Look, if you want to tell me that you're down four points and there's one second left and just lateral it and lateral it and lateral it and fine and maybe you get some insane thing where the guy finds the sideline and scores, go ahead. I think it's pathetic. I'd rather just have one, have a guy throw it as far as they can and try it, but fine. The Patriots game was tied. They were, they were tied. You go to overtime. What was Jacoby Myers doing? They, all right, so it's 24-24. Uh, the, the, the Raiders just get this highly controversial touchdown, which we'll talk about in a second. The Pats get the ball. They hand it off to Ramondre Stevenson. All right, so just run out the clock. But Ramondre breaks a few tackles, and he's going, and like, oh, man, he's got a big gain here. So I think in his head, he's saying, I got about a 20, 25, 30-yard gain here. What if something crazy happens? So he laterals. He turns on legs. Probably shouldn't have because you're the Patriots. The game is tied. Again, we're not losing, so you don't have to just screw it and throw the ball all over because what's the harm? They're tied. So he laterals it, and Jacoby Myers gets it, this wide receiver they have, and then he loses his mind. 
I think once Jacoby Myers got the lateral from Ramondre, he went into we're losing mode and just make a play and do something idiotic instead of like, oh, wait a second, we can win the toss and then go down and win the game. So I think he's like, I have to do something crazy here. And here's what happened. He decided he needed to get it to Mac Jones, which doesn't make a lot of sense because in those lateral scenarios, you want to get it to your fast guys. The quarterback's always a little lost. He can throw great laterals at the field, but they don't usually run that well. Certainly Mac Jones is not running through the Raiders defense for a touchdown. But something happened in Jacoby Myers' mind where he got the lateral and he said, oh, yeah, we're going to do this thing. We're going to win it right now. i got to do something crazy. And he just saw his quarterback, Mac Jones, who was probably like, no, no. And yeah, he didn't care. He ran through that stop sign and threw up a, like a, a, a dove, a little beautiful white dove just flapping its wings that was in the desert Las Vegas air for approximately 19 minutes until it came down into the giant hands of Chandler Jones for an intercepted lateral. And then everybody screams. And then there's that fateful moment where Mac Jones went from going, don't, what are you doing? What is this guy doing, you idiot? Don't throw it to me. To being like, oh my God, Chandler Jones, I have to tackle him. I have to tackle him right now. We're going to lose the game. This is going to be the most embarrassing loss ever. And he didn't even have a shot. Oh, that was crazy. So Chandler Jones is just this incredible athlete. In one fell swoop, in one athletic movement, jumps up, high points the stupid lateral with both his hands, immediately puts one of his hands and just swats Mac Jones. Doesn't even stiffen, just swats him. It was like he was brushing something off the end of a table, like some dust, and runs for the touchdown. Now, Mac Jones had a chance to be a hero. It reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger tackling Jerome Bettis, or not tackling Jerome Bettis, tackling the Indianapolis Colt who picked up Jerome Bettis' fumble and saving the, uh, the Colts, or saving the Steelers in the playoff game and ended up preserving the Steelers' Super Bowl. It was like Roethlisberger made the clutchest tackle in Steelers' history. If you know that play, you know what I'm talking about. If Mac Jones could have tackled Chandler Jones somehow, it's, it, look, it's, it's, it, it's no easy task. Huge, strong athlete. Mac Jones, way out of his weight class there. But just, oh my God, just grab an ankle. No, he had no shot. That thing was over the second that ball left Jacoby Myers' hands. I, I'm in shock. I watch a lot of football. I'm sure you do too. I've seen thousands and thousands of games in my life. I've never seen that. I've seen so many stupid little lateral shenanigans. Here's what happens. A lot of times they lateral the thing and it'll be scooped up or scored or maybe intercepted, sure, for a touchdown. But who cares? Because the intercepting team is already winning the game. So then they just run it in to say, screw it, and let's celebrate some more. This decided the game. God, I can't believe that happened. Can you, what, what would Belichick even say to Jacoby Myers, who by all accounts is a hardworking, good player, like a hard hat type guy, and he's made some plays this year, and their passing game is just awful. But what do you say? What's, what do you, when you break down the team after that game, that could knock them out of the playoffs easily. That, that could be the reason that Belichick doesn't make the playoffs. That could be the reason Belichick retires. That could be it. What if this is the last season and he's just like, oh, my God, I've been through so much. I've been here almost 25 years. And I've seen everything. I've, I've been through every high and low and suspension and deflategate and Aaron Hernandez and Spygate and all but that. Jacoby Myers lateral. I'm out of here. Oh, man. The Patriots now sit there after having lost that game on the outside. Okay. Seven and seven. Oh, man. The Dolphins have the seven spot in the playoff. The Chargers have the six spot. The Patriots are out. And you know what? The damn Raiders, six and eight. Six and eight and still coming for you. I, 
Chandler Jones against your former team. Probably just chaps Belichick's ass, too, that it's one of his old players. Oh, my gosh. We got to put that aside because I just want to do the whole Sunday night recap on Jacoby Myers to Chandler Jones. I'm not going to talk about anything else but that for like a week. My adrenaline's still up on that, but we have to show to do. Second place on the podium. We do the third, second, first place podium. They would do our awards. I was just so excited for the intro. Second place, uh, the Vikings, who somehow, Vikings somehow got kicked uh, off the first place podium and out of the show open because of that play. I was watching uh, my colleague Tom Pelissero interview Kirk Cousins right after the game. And uh, he said, you know, Kirk, 33 points. Largest comeback in NFL history. What's that like? And Cousins didn't have any idea. He said, what? He goes, that's the largest comeback in NFL history? Wow, I'm going to need a moment, Tom. And it was funny. And it was kind of very Kirk and very humanizing. But that's exactly what. You're like, I can't believe what we just did. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable thing by the Vikings. Just so many, I don't even know where to start on that. But you, it was such a fun game to watch through the media. Because the first half is so... Everyone's just been claws out on a the vikings are fake tough guys the worst 10 and 2 team the worst 10 win team the worst 10 and 3 team ever cousins you know cousins the cousins jokes we've been doing for 10 years now uh all of that combined with oh you're doing this to jeff saturday you're losing to an espn television personality who's the head coach who doesn't really have jonathan taylor and matt ryan wow this is revenge for 28 to 3 all those stories and all those cold hot takes and all those Things being screamed around this sports media echo chamber, and then bam. It's funny to watch it in slow motion, too, isn't it? You go from, oh, look, the, the, the Vikings got on the board. That's nice for your fantasy team. You get another one. Oh, that's kind of cool. Wait a second. Hold on. The Colts are kind of scra- scraping here. There's no way. And then you get to, is this, I think they're making, we got a football game here. That's always the thing. And we've got a ball game. That's always what they say. And oh my God, can you start texting your friends, are they really going to do this? Is this really going to happen? And then you say, oh my God, it's going to happen. And there was the touchdown the Vikings have that was taken away. And then the Matt Ryan, the quarterback sneak, I, I thought he had it. And then they didn't. And it's just over. Just over, over, over. And then the second half of the jokes is just just this, this, uh, this cavalry with the bugle of the Matt Ryan 28-3 jokes. Man, Matt Ryan, good football man, good person, <laughs> good teammate, good family man. What, what was he going to do? For the rest of his life, he had 28 to 3, and now he has 33 to nothing. And 28 to 3, I've talked about this a lot. So many people at fault for that, mostly not him. This doesn't go away. Damn. And it's not lost on me either that the 33 to nothing comeback beats the record for the prior largest comeback in NFL history, which was orchestrated by Frank Reich, who the Colts fired to put Jeff Saturday in there. God, that's good. What a weekend. What a weekend. They're second place by far. First place on the podium. First place on the podium. Come on now. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. 11-3 Buffalo Bills. Remember when they were 6-3? They were 6-3. They lost two in a row. The sky is falling. They can't win a division game. They can't win a close game. They won five in a row. That was so fun to watch. It was fun because it was on a Saturday night. Maybe you'd been imbibing. Maybe you just stumbled in from a Christmas party around your neighborhood. And maybe you missed the first half. Maybe you missed the first three quarters. And you sit down and you've had a few. And you got a candy cane in the breast pocket of your blazer that you had to wear to the party. And it just started snowing. It was so fun. It really was. Everyone's like, oh, we were promised a snow globe game. And it really was as if someone picked up Western New York and shook it up. 
And man, Tua is just getting farther and farther down on that giant parka. <laughs> that parka he was wearing on the sideline, it was like his head was shrinking down there on the bench. Um, Miami was really good. They were tough. They were game. They did not shrink. They did not say, get us out of here, get us on the bus, get us on the plane, and get us back to South Beach at all. Miami's good. They were totally game. But good God, Buffalo, what a moment. What a moment. I'm sitting there, and it, you know, if you know this show, you know that uh, the Bills' starting quarterback is a weekly visitor to the show. So I'm watching the game as it's unfolding. I, I, you could see as the fourth quarter was going on, they were going to win. And I was like, what are we going to talk to Josh about on Tuesday or Monday if we do it earlier this week? What are we going to do? I mean, I got six questions on that leap at the end zone alone. And we've talked a lot about leaping with Josh this year. But they say fumble short of the goal line. They review it. He breaks the plane. So fun. So fascinating. And then Tyreek makes that big play. And you're like, damn, Tyreek is such a Bills killer. What an amazing game. The atmosphere was everything you could have ever hoped for for the fourth quarter. And then the Bills just in the end, unbelievable. Josh plays this great, great first half. Third quarter, I think it's really, really flat, and then just make plays at the end. Saw it, he had the second longest run of his career. It said he felt like Forrest Gump down the sideline. The Alabama Crimson Tide way back in the day for Bear Bryant. Uh, Forrest, so oblivious, so ignorant, they had to have a sign that says, stop running, Forrest. Did not have that for Josh. I like the way he stopped down and hit the brakes, got that personal foul against the Dolphins, and then started this whole scrum. Oh, there's so much to talk about. The Bills, uh, your one seed in the American Football Conference, almost got more help today by the Chiefs really flirting with a loss against the Texans, but Chiefs took care of business. 11-3 defeat the Cowboys. Remaining, defeat the Dolphins, rather. Uh, remaining schedule for the Bills. At the Bears, I got a feeling I know what's going to happen in that game. Justin Fields is going to have like an awesome 60-yard touchdown run. The Bears are going to lose. At the Bengals, massive game, massive. And then versus the Patriots, in which they'll be tied uh, going into overtime, and then the Patriots start laddling it around until uh, Greg Russo intercepts it and returns it for a touchdown. That's the podium, guys. Let's go to who lost the day. Guess what? Guess who lost the day? There's this incredible play at the end of Raiders-Patriots. <laughs> the Patriots lost the day. All right, so the Patriots are 7-7. Seven and seven. Passing game has never looked worse. Terrible. I don't know what Matt, Matt Patricia is doing with the offense. I like Matt Patricia. I think I like Mac Jones, but they got nothing. Just so bad. The offense looks terrible. Um, and yet, they punch it in with Ramondre, and they run the ball, and the defense is opportunities. I can't wait to hear it. I'm, I'm so excited. Listen, I'm excited for Good Morning Football tomorrow. I got to hear Jason McCourty's thoughts. Jason McCourty knows all those guys on that defense. He's brothers. He's twin brothers with Devin McCourty. who was standing on the sideline ready to go overtime because, again, the score was bleeping tied when they were laddering the ball around. They got the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Bills. What, what game there is the Patriots going to win? I think the Patriots are going to be 7-10. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the Patriots 7-6 and six going in this? They know they have Patriots, Dolph- or Bengals, Dolphins, and Bills to finish. The Patriots. Bengals, Dolphins, and Bills to finish. They're like, that's tough. Well, we got to take care of this Raiders team. We got to take care of them. And they lose it, and they lose it like that. I'm telling you, Belichick's going on that boat. He's going to set sail. He's never coming back. Belichick's going to coach the team next year. It's going to be Steve Belichick. Amazing. All right, let's get to with, for the longest ramp-up of all time. Sorry, I'm very emotional today. Uh, it is award season. Go ahead and roll the uh, animation. Come on now. All right. 
You love it. You know it. The Karen and Henry Hill, why did you do that? Coaching decision of the week. Go ahead, kids. Why did you do that? Why? Why did you do that, Karen? Why did Jacoby Myers do that? <laughs> Here, this is a recording from the Patriots uh, Patriots uh, locker room at Las Vegas right afterwards. This is uh, Bill Belichick and uh, Jacoby Myers. Why did you do that? Why? Why did you do, Why did you do that, that Jacoby? Poor guy. I mean, whatever. Professional. Uh, I'll have you know, Jacoby Myers, um, out of high school, was recruited by the North Carolina State Wolfpack as a quarterback. High school quarterback. Okay? He moved a wide receiver in college after his freshman year. So we're talking about a whole freshman year for Jacoby Myers in major college football as a quarterback. Here's the thing. I don't have a problem with the... Uh, Looked like he knew how to pass. I would say he locked into a receiver. I don't know about his game awareness. And I'm not even here to spend my Sunday night butchering Jacoby Myers. That's not the point. I'm just reveling in what these eyes have seen that I've never seen before. Matt can't get that guy down. He can't do it. I have vivid images of Aaron Rodgers tackling and in his prime Brian Urlacher and saving a touchdown. I can think of a million ones. Come on, Mac. You can't, you can't. It's not that hard to trip up a guy in full pads as he's creating. Just catch that ankle. I mean, Mac had no shot. I shouldn't be blaming Mac for this. Why were they running it anyway? Just go to overtime. Take the knee. They were deep in their own territory, and Ramondre popped one, and it, it, he popped one because the safeties are all the way back. Um, Myers said in the locker room, Jacoby Myers said, he didn't see Chandler Jones there. He should have gone down. <laughs> you miss Chandler Jones? He's huge. He's the giant linebacker wearing number 55 right by the quarterback with the big black uniform. Why are you even scanning the field to begin with? You didn't have to look off the coverage. I'm going to make this point for the 100th time. If the Patriots are down in that game, sure, who cares? Lateral it. Try to make something happen. It's a wildly, wildly erratic, terrible idea. When you already are assured overtime, if you just fall down on your face, you're going to overtime and have pretty much a 50-50% chance of winning the game, certainly a 50% chance of starting with the ball. You don't do that there. I I think he knew that. I just, I, I'll say it again. I think he got the lateral and he goes, oh, we're doing the lateral thing? Well, watch this. Oh, man. Why did you do that? That's, that's a Karen Hill, why did you do that coaching? Not even a coaching decision. I guess the coaching part of it would be maybe just take a knee. What, what was the point? You don't want Ramonde to start lateraling it, right? So, What's the best that can happen in that situation? Ramondre is going to have a 70-some yard touchdown? No, just take a knee. It's strange. Um, that was the why do you do that decision. Let's go to the take a lap. I think I'm going to go with Jacoby Myers. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jacoby. I'll go with Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Uh, no, let me, Jacoby, you just chill for a second. Man. What an infamous moment for, like, the most famous and also infamous franchise in all of sports for the last quarter century. And this is nothing weird off the field, just like bad, bizarre football. That's not a play the Patriots make. That's something the Jets do. That's something the Lions do. That's something the Raiders do. The Patriots made that play? What? The Patriots also got beat 
on the Miami Miracle, the when the lateral thing. They had terrible luck with that. Uh, I also just want to shout out the Panthers for take a lap. USOBs. I, I loved you. I believed in you. You were going to win out, and you were going to win the NFC South. We're going to have the Sam Darnold Panthers with an interim head coach holding a home playoff game. You lost to the Steelers. You lost to the Steelers. What are you doing? The Trubiskies. The Pittsburgh Trubiskies. Ah. Nothing much to say about them. They're pretty much, they're five and nine now. As pathetic and as hilarious as the NFC South is, I don't know if the Panthers are winning it. Now I'm on the board of the Andy Dalton Saints are going to win this thing. They won today. Only team in the conference. Only team in the division going to win. The Bucks just, the Bucks were crushing the Bengals. Oh yeah, let's go. Look at Brady. And then they just started farting all over the field. It was interception, fumble, fumble, fumble. And they, they got crushed. What are they doing? That team's so weird. All right, Phil Luckett. Let's shout him out. I mentioned coin tosses earlier. This is, he is the, uh, the goat of coin tosses. The Phil Luckett call of the day. All right, so I'm not going to promise I'm not going to talk about Jacoby Myers. But before that, the Raiders had this crazy controversial touchdown, Keelan Cole, in which Carr uncorks this one on the left side. And he, sure enough, they call it a touchdown and he catches it. And then they review it for 37 minutes, I think. And everyone's going back and forth in the broadcasting room. They're bringing in the officiating specialty and they... Do you look? Here's my takeaway on that. Was he in? Was he out? Better question. Why was that the best camera angle we had? That was, there was one angle. It was awful. I looked like I, I was playing Madden on PlayStation One. We're, we're, this is a modern game here, a meaningful game. It's late in the season. We're at a brand new state-of-the-art stadium. This is Fox, and the guy's foot goes down in a huge catch that could determine playoff fates. And the only angle we had of his foot was from 700 feet away at this terrible downward angle with nothing else. No wire cam, no pylon cam, no nothing. That was the one shot. There was no second angle. Awful, awful, awful. Was he out? The, from that angle, I think he was out. But the angle was terrible. Terrible. We got, we got no technology where someone somewhere in a truck with a mouse or something, can scroll 360-wise, or no one had a camera, that was it? How could that have been the only shot that they had? Were the guys on the field on smoke break? That sucked. And sure enough, the, 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 imagine going into the, pulling up the hood as that official, going to the Microsoft Surface, and be like, all right, the call's a touchdown, let's see. Oh, man, all right, well, that angle's pretty bad. All right, show me angle number two. They're like, that's all we got, Gene. That, what do you mean that's all we got? We got five or six of these. Let me see the second one. No, we only got one angle, Gene. Are you kidding me? I don't know what this is. Well, go with the call then. He comes out and says it's a touchdown. Easy, because the home team scored. That was awful. But And, and think about that. <laughs> if you're the Patriots, oh my God, never mind the Chandler Jones thing. I'm pretty sure he was out, but I'm not positive because the angle was so bad. What an ending to that game. That's awesome. There's going to be documentaries about that ending. I think we're shooting one right now. All right. On a lighter side, the River Craycraft Fantasy Thief of the Day. The Detroit Lions won in the Jets against the Jets. I should have talked about the Lions a lot earlier because they cannot stop, will not stop until you are dead. They're like Terminators. The Lions will not lose. And now it's real. Um, let me just give a quick word about the Lions. Let me just pull up the old... Uh, oh, no, hold on. Um, all right, so the Lions currently right now after another win today they're just on the outside they're at seven and seven remember they were one and six they're outside looking in but oh man they just can't lose 
they cannot lose. And I want to talk about River Craycraft, uh, the fantasy thief. Brock Wright. Brock Wright. You know who that is? Of course you don't. On the Detroit Lions, scores a 51-yard touchdown on a fourth and short. Second-year undrafted free agent out of Notre Dame. Of course he is. Here, you want to know something about Brock Wright, who scored an awesome runaway touchdown for the Lions today on the road against the Jets? This guy lives on an exotic ranch in Texas. Does that sound sexy? It does. It sounds like something where only Texas laws allow you to do it, and you have bachelor parties come visit. Not that kind of exotic. Exotic animals. Here's Brock Wright talking about his home. Quote, the most, he lives on an animal farm. He says the most notable animal, the one that people always think is the coolest, are the zebras. We have four zebras, and I can just go down the line. We have Gemsbach, Red Stag, Skimitar Oryx, bleep is that, Black Buck, of course, Whitetail, a bunch of Axa, Axis, and Fallow Sitka. Why do I feel like his ranch is in Star Trek or something? We have a couple llamas that passed. We have two donkeys, a bunch of bass in the ponds, and I'm probably forgetting a couple species. I don't know if I mentioned the Nilla guy. Nil guy? But a lot of cool stuff. That's a real quote. I feel like he has Dr. Seuss animals on his farm. We've got the Fritz and the Frats and the pink-faced yak. Like, I, I, those animals, most of them I've never heard of. Do you, get, do you know what a, a gemstock or a scimitar oryx is? The Nil guy, apparently, uh, is the largest Asian antelope, and it's ubiquitous across the northern Indian subcontinent. Who what am I reading here? I thought I was talking about the Detroit Lions tight end. What kind of person is this? This guy went to college in the state of Indiana, and he's got antelopes that are ubiquitous to the northern Indian subcontinent? What? A <laughs> who is this guy? I'll tell you who he is. He's the River Craycraft fantasy thief. Did you start Brock Wright today? No. Did you start him in your fantasy Red Stag League? You should. Unbelievable. All right. Um, we move on to the RIP My Dog Tony Stark player tweet of the day. LaShawn McCoy tweeted RIP My Dog Tony Stark spoiling the Avengers movie for the entire world. It's a funny memory. Talk to him about it. He's got a great sense of humor about it. We named this after him. Uh, the RIP My Dog Tony Stark player tweet of the day goes to, remember that guy, uh, I think it was out of Auburn, the Lions running back, Carryon Johnson, cool name. He said, a former Lion, he said, Lions go to the playoffs. I will be purchasing tickets with my child's college fund. I do not care. All right. Um... Carrion's, uh, I guess, son, who I'm just going to assume is named, uh, I don't know, uh, Checked Baggage Johnson. <laughs> Checked and Baggage and uh, Personal Item Johnson uh, will not be getting to go to college because he's so excited about the Lions. Look, I am too. Um, and now, you know, it's been this joke for a while. Hey, imagine if the Lions actually could get to the playoffs after that one and six start. That'd be crazy. And then they just win, 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 win. Um, they win 20 to 17 today. Started one and six. All got to seven and seven. I looked up this thing last week. I'll talk about this more this week. That um, the history of one and six teams since uh, 1990, when the uh, playoffs were expanded, it's never happened. There's there's never been a one and six team to get to the playoffs. You might be like, oh, there was one here. Never. There's been a bunch of one and five teams. Uh, including recently, really recently, like the last five years has been a few, but one in six has never happened. So the Lions, you want to win out, right? Probably you want to, I mean, if they win out, they're 10 and seven. It's a pretty good record. Uh, at Carolina next week, I think they win that. Carolina just disappointed me. 
after the the week the the Bears after that you 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 beat the Bears the Bears no, and then week 18 at Green Bay to finish the season probably have to punch a playoff ticket. Green Bay, who the hell knows? They don't play till tomorrow. They may be doing Jordan Love, or they may be fighting like hell for their own playoff spot. Fascinating run for the Lions. And um, carry on, Johnson. Uh, listen, take that money, take that 529, whatever you got, just throw it to playoff tickets. Sounds like a sensible thing to do. Next, we have our Mayhem Moments. This Mayhem Moments is brought to you by Allstate. Switch to Allstate and save and get protected from this year's mayhem. That's what you want to do. It's very smart. Just do it. You're in good hands. It's a beautiful thing. Um, Saturday, Saturday again, I broke it down. I love Saturday football so much. I, you know, I like to sit there and order some, some pad thai or some chicken tikka masala and just sit there in sweatpants and it's freezing out and disgusting and just ding, 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 ding. All three games meant something. The Ravens got upset in the middle one and they were like the sandwich between these two crazy things. Um, but the, I mentioned the conditions in Buffalo and it's so much fun because we talked about it for like a week straight and then it really delivered in the fourth quarter. But we got to go, um, I thought we had a, a Sean McDermott quote to go to here. Maybe oh yeah, here we go. Um, that leads us to our keep the change, you filthy animal line of the week. And that would be, we always do a cheesy one-liner um, from one of the movies back in the 80s usually. But since it's Christmas, let's go to Angels with Filthy Souls. Go ahead. Kevin McAllister with a big old bowl of ice cream. What's our line of the week? Keep the change, you filthy animal. Oh, uh, that's right. So the end of the first half... Uh, our guy Josh had a play where he was running toward the sideline as time was expiring, and he chucked it into the end zone. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, and found James Cook, a rookie running back, for the touchdown. And it was so risky because if if you don't, it was like they had given up the right to kick. If the pass is incomplete or if he drops it or something, you go to the halftime and get no points. Huge momentum killer. So it was a very risky play. It was very Josh. It was one of his laugh-out-loud plays. We'll talk to him about it this week. He finds James Cook for the touchdown. And uh, his head coach, Sean McDermott, was asked about that play. Yeah, in the first half was big. Um, yeah, run it down to zero on the clock and throw a touchdown. Right? He's lucky he made it out. He's lucky he threw a touchdown pass right there, or else uh, he and I were going to have a I would have probably flattened his tires maybe after the uh, <laughs> after the game, uh, but he'll learn from that one, and and maybe I'll learn a little bit from it too. So. Yeah, what's Josh gonna learn? Just do it, do it every time, and Sean's gonna learn. Don't take out your switchblade and go find whatever Josh's car is in the parking lot and slash his tires. Um, the first coach that I ever heard use that phrase where they say, you look at him and it's you watch him make a play and you say, oh, no, no, no. And then you switch in the middle of the play and say, oh, yes, yes, yes. The first coach I ever heard say that was Dan Reeves, who uh, coached a very young John Elway. And he said that as part of an NFL Films documentary in which he was talking about Elway. And he said, I watched John. I say, oh, no, oh, yes. That's the, that's the comp that I have for Josh Allen. We live in a world of comps. Who is everybody? I think Josh Allen at this point, he's carved out this identity as he is a bigger John Elway. If you didn't watch John Elway play, he had the strongest arm in the league. He was a great, really athletic runner, amazing athlete, baseball, all that stuff. Josh is a bigger John Elway um, at this point. He plays a lot like him. He has a lot of the similar strengths. But take John Elway and put, I don't know, 20 pounds on him, 25, and that's our guy. We'll see him this week. 
Uh, place at the table team. Let's go. Place at the table somebody who belongs, and they always get a very cheery welcome from our guy, Steve Latimer. Go ahead, Steve. Starting defense. Place at the table. Ah! I should put the Jaguars. No, I should put the Chargers. I'm a little conflicted on this one. Am, am I ready to welcome the Chargers to the table? The Chargers have come to the table many times only to embarrass themselves and spill the wine or make an inappropriate joke or fart or something. It just, I don't know if I'm ready to trust the Chargers. Imagine how insulting it must be to the Chargers for me to say, I don't know if I'm ready to trust you. Let's bring the Jaguars over. Jaguars, pretty cool. When uh, the Cowboys walk off fashion, I, uh, it's, I, I would think about the, the Jaguars like this. What's that line? Um, you had my curiosity, now you have my attention. The Jaguars played really good offense today against the Cowboys defense, which is supposedly their, their strong suit, put up a bunch of points, and in the end, made a massive play in which they, Dak throws it, gets dropped off the pads, they scoop it up, they're gone. Let me pull up the old AFC standings, because the Jaguars got work, everybody's got work to do. Jaguars 6-8, and eight. All right, um, they are on the outside, There's, this is those teams. Here's these brothers we're going to try to get in. Patriots, Jets, Jaguars, and then maybe even Raiders. Who knows? Maybe even Browns, Steelers. All these six and eight, seven and seven teams that you say, if they win out, man, they finish nine and eight. They finish ten and seven. The Jaguars are part of that crew. They have wins over the Cowboys and the Ravens, who are both two teams that are you know really respected, good records. Trevor Lawrence made a massive mistake and a huge fumble, and they somehow still got over it. And won the game. It was a huge, like, momentum builder. Jacksonville's got it going. I like Jacksonville. Jacksonville, you have a place at the table. Now, let's get to someone who certainly does not. Let's do the Catherine Martin Lotion on its Skin Team of the Week. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. This is a team that's just down there uh, lubricating its own flesh so that the serial killer holding them hostage can make a skin suit out of it. It's the worst place you want to be. It's, it's not, that's now kind of life, guys. And that's the team that's living this right now. Um... I'm going to put four hostages down there rubbing the lotion on their skin. The NFC South should be taken and put on the Nextdoor app. If you want it, come take it, because no one wants it. Let's understand where we go there. Falcons uh, tried Desmond Ritter at quarterback. They lost. Panthers lost at home to the Steelers. Buccaneers turned the ball on the <laughs> turned the ball over on the first four possessions of the second half. They lose to the Bengals, a very good team. Saints win! Win! But did you see the Andy Dalton fumbled when he was trying when he was trying to seal the game? He fumbled. He gave the Falcons a shot to win it. So here's where we stand right now. Again, what I want to remind you is that one of these teams is going to have a not only just a playoff game, but in their own stadium and sleep in their own bed, have their own families there, do their own special routine, their own home locker room. You have the Falcons at five and nine, the Saints at five and nine, the Panthers at five and nine. They're all sitting there, and then the Bucks, six and eight. Just right there. It's there for the taking. There's no reason that the Bucks are gonna run away with this thing. Bucks six and eight. Sitting there with a home playoff game. They would be the four seed in the NFC playoffs. That is above the Cowboys, who are ten and four. Oh, it's beautiful. It really is. So the NFC South. Do you even want the Bucks in? And I'll say this again, if one of these crazy Andy Dalton Saints win the division in the last few weeks, or the Desmond Ritter Falcons, and Brady misses the playoffs altogether, is he retiring? How could that possibly be his last album? Doesn't make sense. Especially for a guy who came back just to write another album. 
All right, what a show. I'm going on forever. We got to do this quickly. It's time to predict the future. Let's hit the Monday Take Buffet. Come on now. All right, Michael Irvin's going to say the Cowboys are still the best team in the NFL. That's what Michael Irvin does. Um, Belichick got to get out of here. Oh, yeah. I've already done it myself. There, there may be some cannon fodder for Belichick this week. I mean, Jesus, what a way to lose a game. They're probably missing the playoffs. Now, I've been over it. I don't see how they're making the playoffs at 7-7 seven and seven with that remaining schedule enough after that loss. Um, Jaguars will win the AFC South. Why not? Titans can't win. Titans are one of the coldest teams in the league. They're just falling apart. I never thought it would happen. Mike Vrabel is a really good guy. He's a rating coach of the year. Takes on them. Um, none of the AFC playoff hopefuls are legit threats against the Bills, Chiefs, or Bengals. That really is a big three. I mean, Miami's good. I, I'm not counting Miami out, but those big three. Who do you like in that? Can you say with any certainty that you trust one over the other? Look, we're going to see the Bills and Chiefs, the Bills and the Bengals in a couple weeks. So the, both the Chiefs and the Bills, both the Bengals and the Bills, damn, they all run together. I've beaten the Chiefs. We'll get into it. Guys, um, Josh Allen back in the MVP conversation? Jalen Hurst did not have a great game. Well, he put up a lot of numbers. I should take it back. MVP conversations all this week. AFC down the stretch. Belichick, Jets, Lions, Cowboys, all kinds of stuff to talk about. We will do it here in the basement. We will do it with you. I am out of here. We will see you tomorrow. We might have a Josh Allen Monday. We're working it out. He's got a busy schedule, of course. He played Saturday. It's a little bit off. But our schedule is always the same. We will always see you here. Goodbye from the basement.